So to kind of um, go into this next subject, um, <clears throat> this one is going to be kind of hard. So I'm going to need y'all to give me some grace. So I got saved in September of 2013. And I had been going to this church for about maybe what do you say appreciate it. god bless y'all if you can hit the wall and send me a video i can give you a discount off my website but i gotta see the video of you we'll talk um so i titled this um why i left my old church and it kind of ties into like conversation you me and this other gentleman have had over the past and i don't know where mel is um currently but she might be busy, so I hope everything's okay. I'm about to shoot her a text. But anyway, um, I titled this episode um, Why I Left My Old Church. And this kind of goes back to um, kind of rolling into or continuation of I'm doing this series of where I literally just addressed the church. So last week was called Level One. Um, this week this is why I left the church. So this is basically like me in my new spiritual journey i'm still you know still a disciple of christ and everything but i had to walk away from my church um so i guess i'll have to start at i guess like when these feelings like began in a sense so that would be if i'm not mistaken because i think i was talking to tj just about this last night um it would have to be where i started to have these feelings to leave was 2015 um and for those that know, I live in the Baltimore, um, Maryland area. So 2015, what was going on around that time? We had um, the Baltimore riots at the time. Um, for me, it was um, troublesome for two reasons. One, um, you know, I have my biological mom. She works within like the, you know, the forensic department of the Baltimore um, police department. You know what I mean? Um, and it was a time in my blackness, I was scared for two reasons. I was scared because, um, one, my city is on fire and two, the city is on fire in which my, my, my mother works in because, you know, <clears throat> that's a terrifying feeling. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's always been something that I kind of struggled to reconcile with, I would say growing up. Even though she's not like a cop or anything, it always kind of freaked me out because I was thinking to myself, God, I hope nothing happens to her. And anytime somebody is on some like a cab energy and I get that, you know, I get that that, you know, everybody speaks for himself. Everybody has their own experiences with the police. I have my own experience with the police, but I always kept like that level of, I guess, like respect and honor for an officer of the law simply because um of the fact that my mom works for the police department you know what i'm saying so speaking death <clears throat> to a people or people that hold a badge is basically like as i was putting it to tyler earlier speaking death to essentially my mom essentially so that was a hard time for me that was a hard time for me in my faith because of two reasons one, I was super scared for my mom's safety. And I would say, like, that's when things started, like, going up as far as, like, police brutality and the tension in this country going up. But this is when, in my faith, where I was first tested to see what the church's response was. So in 2015, um, 
Conversations started being had. Posts start being posted. Um, I remember specifically um, in 2015, the niece to my pastor at the church I used to go to posted a post that said, I don't get why everybody's so outraged. Like, racism isn't here, guys. Like, we have a we have a black man as president. And that, to me, was probably the most ignorant, and I literally mean ignorant thing I've ever heard in my life at this time. Because I'm 2015. So I'm about maybe, let's see, how old am I now? That's right. Um, I was about 21 or so. And I was like, well, that's just one. Only one person thinks like that. But it kind of like, you know, when you see stuff like this happens, and these gentlemen can attest to it as a church, you tend to like be like, I wonder what my home church's response to this type of stuff is. You know what I mean? So we held like this um prayer meeting at my church like i think it was like that wednesday night when like baltimore was going to hell pretty much like not baltimore was going to hell but it was it was going bat batch crazy out there um like we had a prayer meeting the national guard got sent out to my city and everything it was bad like it was it was really bad um but i started like seeing the church's response to it because it seemed like like when i'm saying like i feel like corporately they handled the aesthetic well of let's pray for our city cool um i think my issue was was seeing like other people's opinion about the matter and it was that was when i started to like learn everybody's like biases if that makes any sense um i mean tyler you and me talk about this a lot um it seems like within the church it's hard to have certain conversations about mm-hmm. certain subjects because it's like taboo um even even tj over here me and him were talking for like a good hour and a half last night he was talking about how even seeing like what happened with george floyd it like it changed him forever and even matt matt was saying and if you don't mind me saying matt like he was like i had to realize that oh I have a little bit of racism in me. Oh, I didn't realize that. You know what I mean? Um, so as they're all, you know, kind of talking about like my allies and everything, you know, they're kind of waking up to this. I think for me, as stuff started to like progress, I started like noticing that for myself too. You know what I mean? But I was seeing that within like my church, but I didn't want to like chalk it up to, oh, they're not racist. They're just ignorant you know what i mean but you know ignorance is the lack there of knowledge you know what i'm saying and but then it's also i think what it comes to for me is like i've realized like there's a difference between ignorance and willful blindness does that make sense guys i don't know if that makes any sense to you guys um so for me you know so moving moving forward a little bit so we're getting into like 2016 um and you know it it's it's trump's year essentially it's the election coming up um and i remember i think it was right around the time maybe colin kaepernick decided to take a knee you know what i mean um and once again i'm seeing other people i think what was kind of troublesome at first was like 
even myself, I was hesitant to kind of speak up against this stuff or speak out and give my opinion on this because I was thinking, well, I don't hear anything from my church because I'm new in my faith. You know what I'm saying? I'm new in my faith. I'm like, well, I don't see my church responding to this stuff. So why should I give my opinion on the matter? You know what I mean? Um, But then again, I saw my church and I talked to Tyler about this. I saw my church, you know, at the time speak on the this isn't once again this is not a this is not a smear community um campaign i'm doing but like for instance when we had like when bruce transitioned into caitlin you know what i'm saying um my church had everything and their mother to say about that um we had a situation in my state i want to say 2016 where these officers got shot like at this panera bread that was like around the corner from my house um I was, I actually heard the gunshots. Like I was out going for a run and everything like that. It was nuts. They like literally walked up to him. This guy like walked up to him and like capped him in the face. It was, it was bad. We, so that weekend we held like this, um, we had like the service talking about honor, honor your authority. You know what I'm saying? Honor like your, your earthly masters and everything like that. And once again, because of me with my ties to law enforcement, meaning like my mom is not necessarily law enforcement, but she works in the forensic department of law enforcement. So I'm all for that because you want to pray for cops. Cool. I want to pray for, I want to pray for the people that work with my mom. I want to pray for the, over the institution that my mom works in. You know what I'm saying? Cause anything can happen to her. Um, we got this stuff happening and like, you know, at the same time, all this crap is happening. We got like the officers that are getting shot in Dallas, I think it was, where they were. And TJ, you might know, remember what I'm talking about. Um, The officers that were getting sniped in Dallas, if you might remember that at all. Yeah, that's, you're in, yeah, that's only like three hours away from me. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's like three hours away from me. If you want to, um, can you kind of describe like what, if you remember that day at all, do, can you like describe what that day was like at all? Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, I actually believe I was really close. Like, I might have been actually in Dallas when it happened. I don't remember necessarily. Uh, it was like right outside of Dallas, maybe. But um, anyways, yeah, it, it was kind of scary because it was like, it was at a time where it's like, I was thinking to myself, like, I, I get people that are outraged, but how much of this are we going to start seeing now? You know, like, how much is this really going to impact? the future of, you know, like people's relationships with authority figures, you know, like, and that could have turned into major chaos. Like, I didn't know if that was going to be like the norm going forward. Like, I was like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird situation. Yeah, it was, um, it was hard for me because immediately I thought of, oh crap, like this could happen in my city and it could possibly happen to my mom. You know what I'm saying? It was terrifying. It was literally like, it was making me sick. I could not eat for like four days because i just thought to myself somebody is going to open fire on this is just just my paranoia thinking you know i'm thinking like i'm thinking like this is where like my anxiety started getting like really really bad um like i was thinking to myself oh crap something's gonna happen to my mom and then at this time you know my friends are starting to go into the police academy too so like i'm thinking to myself please don't let anything happen to my friends in the police academy so i was okay with the fact that like for instance this sunday after like these officers got shot like around the corner from my house um i was okay with the fact that we were like yeah let's they're gonna hold a service to kind of honor the fallen officers and everything yeah that i think that's i think that's more than okay you know what i mean 
Um, but then again, I, I think like for me, that's when I started to, and I talked about this um, briefly um, with Pastor Paul, um, when I had Pastor Paul on here, I started to understand what my blackness meant, I guess, as a Christian. Um, and a lot of people used to like, people would think like, that's kind of nutty. They're like, why does your color matter? And I was like, I don't know why it does. I'm still like, I guess like, I'm kind of finding like my identity at this time. I'm, I'm kind of like, under i'm trying to like not so much i mean i don't need to i don't need to be educated on what it's like to be black in america you know what i'm saying i don't need i don't need somebody to be like well guys uh well well gee here dude like you know you got this thing called like racism and stuff i don't i don't need people to educate me on that right but for me it was confusing for me in my faith because once again i have these leaders i'm looking at i have these leaders that um I have these leaders that um, are quiet about this stuff, and I get, and then even when they were given their opinion, it just kept going back to honor. You gotta on, you gotta honor the, your officers. You gotta honor your your president. You gotta honor. It, it was always it always went back to you have to honor authority. You know what I'm saying? And for me, like it, it was something that really like. I really struggled with in my faith because I thought maybe am I operating in the flesh because um no nah, it's it all good all good no don't even worry about it um which is actually cool that you're here because I mean you went through some of this with me at the time so once again for those that don't know me and Mel practically, practically grew up and raised each other essentially um but so, but, you know, Mel went to the same church as me and Mel, I was talking about when around the time that the Baltimore riots was happening, we had that, that prayer meeting at the church. Um, and it was also the same, same, can you unmute yourself real quick? There you go. There we go. Um, I was talking about how we had that, that emergency prayer meeting. I know you weren't there cause I think you were working, but it was right after it was right around like the Freddie Gray riots and everything. Um, and I was talking about how, I guess for you and me and other of our black and brown friends that were going to the church at the time, we kind of felt really conflicted, I think is the best way to describe it, because it was also around the same time we saw uh, an abrasive status from our pastor's niece that said, guys, why are y'all pissing and moaning? I'm paraphrasing because she deleted it quickly afterwards because black america came for her but she said um i don't know why everybody's f upset about racism like we have a black president clearly racism doesn't exist and um i remember me and mel being on the phone till like maybe one o'clock in the morning for two reasons like one one she was counseling me and essentially um because she knows that my mom works for the police department um so it was really really troublesome for me but two it was just like why are we not talking about this? I'm talking about it as a corporate thing. It's like we're talking about the fact that, oh yeah, the city's on fire, but we're not talking about like what caused it. You know what I mean? That was something that me and Mel really struggled with. Um I don't know if you had anything to kind of like chime in on that. Cause I mean, like I said, you were there. You were there with me as all this was going on. Yeah, I think for me it was that I definitely um saw a difference in how the church handled stuff. So um, 
So I think I told you about this because I was at work, but I remember because, um, so fun fact, um, I went to that church. My mom went to a different church and occasionally I would go to her church if she would ask me to go. And so when I was Mel's at reformed, work- Mellow's reformed Catholic, by the way, but that's not important at all. <laughs> but anyway, so one night that I was at work, I'm the news was on and I look up and I see my mom's pastor. And I was like, I called and I'm like, Ma, do you know Pastor Angel is on the news right now? Cause he was there protesting. And she's like, yeah, isn't he brave? I was like, yeah, he brave, but I'm afraid he about to get arrested. She's like, but it's God's will. I'm like, well, at least he's for the people. And so I saw that. And then I saw how our church operated and it was just like a whole disconnect because it's like, this person is a man of God and he was protesting with the people, like trying to put, you know, bring their faith back into this whole thing and just tell them like, you know, I know this is bad, but if we, you know, band together, something good would happen. Like he had no issues talking about it. He was like, we will not let the devil you know, destroy our city and justice and all that stuff. So I respected, you know, Pastor Angel. But then at our church, it was crickets, like mm. not like nothing. And then seeing that status, it was just like, so if it was one of our brothers from this church and if it happened to them, would you still say, oh, racism isn't a big thing. We have a black president or would you be speaking about it? Um, for me, it was troublesome in two ways because it was like, like, like I said, this is where like, and before you came back, like this is where for me, this is where my identity in Christ got tricky because it's like, yeah, I'm saved. I'm free from alcohol. I'm free, but I can't take this off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that, pissed me off i guess not that i was ashamed of my blackness in any way shape or form but it pissed me off that like i can't take this off but people somehow think that i can take this off and when i say that i was not being saw for my color you know what i mean like with and me and tyler talked about this a while ago you know to not see what the creation looks like means you don't see the creator in the creation so I'm going through this um, crap. This is, um, it's, so we're kind of like where we were, Mel. We were talking about like Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Everybody's pissed off. They're pissing and moaning. Always disrespecting the troops and stuff like that. So Mel, my best friend, who, though she couldn't voice her opinion because she was active military at the time. She served in the military for three years? Mel? Three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah, so she was in the army for three years. Um, but me and her would talk offline and she would tell me like, it's really upsetting to have people from our church speak for the military <laughs> but not speak to the military about how they feel about this mel i don't know if you wanted to like weigh in on that yeah so for them to say you're disrespecting the troops i'm like i am a troop this doesn't offend me which troop are you referring to like i was not offended because one thing that always used to bother me about being in the service was they said you're an american first and then you're whatever afterwards and it was like 
okay, but in theory, yeah, that should make sense. But the moment I take off the uniform and I step off post, they're not going to see me as a service member. That's just the truth. They are not. They are going to see me as what my skin color is. And my saving grace was pulling out my ID and say, I'm service member. I'm a military person. And that way it's like, okay, I'm not going to get harassed this time, but next time that person may not care what I am. So it just used to bother me when they say this person is disrespecting the truth because they're kneeling. And I'm like, no, this person is uplifting me and everyone else that looks like us because we have been silenced for so long. And you saying there he's disrespecting the troop, you are further silencing us because you won't allow us to talk about this. You're muted. Silly goose. All right. I'm like kind of shaking because, like I said, this is picking at a scab pretty much. But this hits home closely for me for a lot of reasons. My biological dad was in the Air Force. My grandfather was in the Army. My cousin, one of my older cousins, was in the – um. yeah, we, we'll talk about that later, Jocelyn. Um, <laughs> but – my cousins, I have many cousins that are in the military. My best, my best freaking friend, Mel, in the military. Um, and I say this because there's a lot, I have a lot of ties to the military with people that are white, but I have more ties in the military with people that look like me in the military. And what they don't tell you when you go into the military is you sign away 90% of your rights. They yeah. Don't have that. They no, they, in recruitment. No, no, they don't. And what they basically say is that pretty much the moment you sign the contract, your government property was like, it, they don't care if you don't like the president. They don't care about the laws that you don't like. They don't care about how you feel about politics because you're basically defending the government and everything that America stands for. It's like, yeah, this thing might make you upset and uncomfortable, but you still have to serve the country that was disrespecting you and your ancestors for many generations. Yeah, it, um, like I said, it was hard. Um, so like kind of fast forward, um, you know, we have like what happens to, um, you know, Philando Castile, we saw that video. That was, um, that put me in a really dark place. And I remember Mel came over for this. Well, actually, no, I remember I was texting Mel about this. Um, the show Dear White People came out on Netflix. You know what I mean? And there's a scene, I think it's episode seven, I think. There's like this party scene where like one of the main characters, Reggie, gets a gun pulled on him. And it, that's why when like a couple weeks ago when you guys were talking about I still haven't seen 13. I can't I have to be careful in my flesh not to expose myself to that. Um because I'm gonna be honest with y'all, when I see stuff like that, I end up developing and I'm being real with y'all. I end up developing this dramatized fear and hatred white people when i see stuff like that just keeping it real with y'all you know what i'm saying like i don't hate white people obviously i would not i have white friends guys I don't <laughs> hate white people but and but people know how i carry myself around my white counterparts i have love for 
for white people. My one of my moderators, my mom, my one of my best friends essentially is white. One of my my spiritual parents are white. You know what I mean? And that these are people I've chosen to be in my life. They always say the people that friends friends are the family you choose. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've chosen my cripple Christian Crouton and Maddie Ice Matt Lynn from Colorado over here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't have, but but I know I have to be careful with that. I always have to tell. I've been telling myself probably since Freddie Gray. You know, you are a Christian first and a black man second. I've always had to keep telling myself that. Um, so fast forward. Whew, y'all pray for me through the screen. Um, but you know, fast forward to like, I think it's like 2018 Botham Jean. I think it was. Um, it was in 2018. It was 2018, 2018 or 2019 was Botham Jean. Um, I'm talking about like, I'm speaking, I'm not saying like there was many more deaths before that between them but i'm talking about like things that like impacted me myself like on a different level it was definitely botham gene for sure because like this dude was just in his house <laughs> and you know and t and tyler and mel can attest to this um and you know for my other melanated brothers and sisters can attest to this in the comment section that are watching this and those are going to watch the playback of this you know there's these like unwritten rules of being black in america that ends up having more rules added on as time goes on so like with trayvon martin don't wear a hoodie at night and go and get skittles and walking in a neighborhood that's probably not yours um with Philando castile don't even disclose you have a gun in the car even though you're a licensed gun owner and don't have, make any sudden movements um sandra bland you know don't forget to put your turn signal on you know what i mean um and like this is this is stuff like this is a life that we have to live where i always have to tell people like you know we have to survive in this country we don't get to live in this country you know what i mean and that's not saying like we're trying to live out of fear it's it's literally like it's it's like the fairly odd parents the rules like they keep adding rules as time goes on that's literally what it's like um but once again these conversations were not happening in my church it was more so critique it was criticism um it's more is critique this is criticism that we have to like that i'm sitting here hearing and everything like that um and it's sad um it was sad because once again i'm thinking should i even say anything because or maybe i should chill out on saying anything because my leaders aren't saying anything you know what i mean like this was something i'm going back and forth with myself and you know for my 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 black and brown friends that you know were not saved they're looking at me like well what does your god have to say about this i'm like well i know what the bible says you know what i mean like you know bible says to speak up for the you know be a voice to the voiceless you know to fight against injustice moses killed a man not saying it was right, but he killed a man because of something unjust was happening. He literally, you know, God used him to part a sea and then close the sea to stop everybody that was chasing him when he was trying to free his people. But once again, for me, there's like this like tug of war with like, and I, I, I thought, and what I'm telling myself, I thought it was like my spirit and my flesh. I thought it was my spirit telling me to be quiet and it was my flesh telling me to speak up but what i 
come to realize it was my spirit telling me to speak up, but it was this weird bondage I found myself in of, it was this weird bondage I felt myself in where it was like, I felt like I was being boxed in, in within like religious quarters because the church isn't saying anything. And you know how they always say, well, you know, when the body moves, when one person moves, the whole body moves. That wasn't the case. Um, my church was silent. It was just the, the weigh-ins of, well, if he didn't go for his gun, he wasn't going for his gun. Well, if he wasn't, you know, if maybe if he wasn't home at that time, maybe if he wasn't home at that time, Botham Jean wouldn't have gotten killed. These are things I've seen. You know what I'm saying? This is stuff that I've seen. I'm saying, like, this is a real problem. Um and then even like the few times like I've like spoken up and everything like that, I would get backlash. Well, you need to just get right. You just need to get back in the word, brother. You need to keep your eyes on God. I'm like, this hurts even more because my eyes are on God. You know what I mean? Because like as this stuff goes on, like I'm seeing people get brutalized. Mel knows one of my ministries is the ended movement where we're trying to put it into like human trafficking and um, sex slavery. You know, I've had Mel knows I've had to meet with retailers, um, retailers and kind of show them. I've had to train my mind like a like a kidnapper, essentially, just to teach retailers and other people that live in these areas where like, you know, a lot of these things like thrive in as far as like people getting snatched up and stuff like that. Um, and I've had to teach myself that to just to like teach other people. Hey, this is stuff to look out for. So this is like really like traumatizing stuff I've had to like train my mind to essentially. And so time, so like when I say like my faith is making me feel this way, it's because, you know, as you get closer to God, your heart is more tender, sensitive to like, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, if you're really seeking God and you're really like getting close to the spirit of um the Holy Spirit, like you end up becoming an empath. You know what I'm saying? Like your heart breaks when other people's hearts break. And you know, your father suffers when you suffer. That it's in the scripture. Um, but once again, everybody was quiet. At least not unless it was to critique what was going on. They want to pray about the riots, but they're not talking about what started the riots. Um, so, um, so fast forward to 2020. Um, 2020, you know, we're all on lockdown. You know what I mean? Um, stuff is happening. People are like people that look like me are being killed in silence and you're not even hearing about it. Admittedly, I did not hear about Ahmaud Arbery or Breonna Taylor until the video of Ahmaud Arbery got leaked. And I remember calling Mel that day. I was like, I am sick to my effing stomach i'm just now hearing about this you know what i mean um because mel knows during quarantine i used to go for a run and where i live you know ain't a lot of people that look like me darkest thing around me is cows not trying to be funny when i say that that's an actual fact um and once again everybody's silent i mean church is closed yeah but i see all my church on facebook and i see people from my church commenting on people from my church like people that are like heartbroken about this they're like oh well you know all this isn't gonna matter once we get to heaven but i'm sitting here like so i have to go through hell until i die 
that's what I'm telling. That's what I'm think I'm pretty much hearing. So fast forward to Memorial Day. George Floyd happens. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw it, you know, um, the Amish, you know what I mean? Um, when I saw what was happening to George Floyd, it felt like it was me with that knee on my neck. You know what I mean? And I was like screaming at the phone. Um, I was screaming at the phone because I was like, yo, get at one point I was like, get them off of him, you know? I was like, get them off of him. Um, but then at one point, like I saw myself and please pray for me, y'all. This is hard. Um, so for nine minutes, I had to watch the life of a man leave his body. And after that, I was changed forever. You know what I mean? Because, like, we were all on quarantine. We were all, like, we were all home. Nobody's working. We're all, like, watching this crap. And you couldn't avoid it. It was everywhere. You could go down a couple of swipes down any social media. Hell, you go on MySpace and you could probably find it and not even be looking for it. Um... that was a that was that was um that was the the straw that broke the camel's back um and mel knows um for me i felt like i had to do something um i felt i was like i was literally telling mel and she was trying to talk me out of it like i was like i gotta do something and she's like you're gonna get yourself killed like, I'm already scared for Joshua, her husband, you know what I mean? Because Ahmaud Arbery looks just like me and looks just like him. Um, but then I turned it back to her, and she remembers this. I was like, but Mel, um, Brianna Taylor got killed in her sleep. So we can't even be... So we can't even be at rest, you know what I mean? We could literally just be sleeping in our beds and get killed like it's nothing. Um... And I prayed to God about, it. I was like, God, what I'm like, God, what can I do? What I'm, I'm so angry. I, what can I do? And, you know, I'm like, I'd mentioned, like, you know, I do stuff with the end of movement. I feed the homeless. I, I, I have no problem. Like getting my hands dirty. I was like, what can I do? I'm raising awareness. I'm telling people to sign petitions. I'm trying to have conversations with people just like I'm having with you guys. I've been doing this for years and God, God like pricked my heart and was like, I'm tired of you talking to a thing. I need you to put your hands on what your mouth is on. So here I go. Um, we have a, we have a protest in my, in my County. Um, and Mel knows this. She's like freaking out for me because she couldn't hear from me the whole day. Like she was, I think this is like the same time that like the conspiracy theory that somebody like that Trump like shut down our phones. I didn't believe that for a second personally, but she was super nervous for me. She was like, please answer your phone, you big dummy. Like this is literally like what she's saying. And I'm reading text messages. 
And so I went to this protest with all intention of bringing the speaker, my speaker I use um, for like parties and stuff. Um, and um, I remember getting there, you know, everybody is like shouting and everything like that. And um, matter of fact, I think I might be able to pull it up. I'll pull it up a little bit while I'm talking to you guys. Um, so everybody's like screaming and shouting and everything like that. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I'm an activist. Bet I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, all right, cool. All right, God, I'm out here. I'm putting my hands to what my mouth is on. And um, then God tapped me on my shoulder and was being a smart ass. And I said it just like that. I I think personally, I think God talks to me like either Samuel Jackson or uh, Chris Tucker. Personally, personally, I can't speak for anybody else. But uh, for me, it was he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? What am I doing? Um, I'm out here. You told me to come out here. I'm in the streets. This is activism. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was like, uh, God was like, if you were going to just um, come out here and stay quiet, you could have did this at home. And of course, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you're calling me out. You, you call me out. I ain't no sucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm thinking of myself. I'm like, I ain't no punk. Like, why are you calling me out like that? And you, I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And he kept saying, I need you to put your hands on what your mouth is on. So I remember grabbing my microphone at the time. I remember grabbing my microphone at the time. And I just remember I was talking because like I said, I had my speaker and I had my microphone. I just remember I was talking. You know, it was it was weird because I like blacked out. Um, <laughs> for me, it was like it definitely wasn't me. It was definitely the Holy Spirit moving through me. Um, it was like because I I still don't think I'm that articulate or profound when I speak or whatever. That's besides the point. But it was wild. It was really crazy for me. Um, simply because it was like holy crap, God is using me and I don't really appreciate it because he's using me in this way. Um, so it's not really that important, but like, so you see me, right? There's like a, there's like 200 people out there. Um, Mel knows. I hate people. Um, <laughs> I hate being around people. I hate crowds. I'm one of those people when the pastor's like, touch your neighbor on the left, touch your neighbor on the right. I'm over here like I am fresh out of jail. I've been saying this for the amount of years I was at that church. I was like, I am fresh out of jail. I will shiv you. I ain't got no problem going back. You know, two hots and a cot. I, please don't touch me. Um, but God was just using me and using me and just using me to like exhort the crowd. And eventually, I wasn't just some angry black man that was just pissed off at everything. I was, you know, talking to people. I was preaching the gospel out there and everything. And um, it, I pretty much stepped into this calling I didn't know I had over my life. It was nuts. Um, so, like, months go down the line. You know, we still have Rashard Brooks that happens, unfortunately. Um, we we get a pretty little mural in DC, not like it actually is going to stop anybody from doing anything on in DC. Um, 
but then I was, you know, I, our church is still closed, but we're I'm watching the church services um, on Sunday. So I'm kind of curious, like what, because I'm like, I also sent my pastor like a couple of like the speeches, like, hey, this is what I'm doing out here. You know what I mean? And I was trying to urge him. Hey, um, I feel like the church needs to be out here <laughs> because during quarantine, you know, when quarantine first started, everybody was like, the church isn't closed, it's deployed. Where y'all at then? Uh, that's what I was thinking to myself. And I even told that to him. I was like, well, if the church is deployed, how come I'm the only one out here? You know what I mean? And uh, and once again, this is this weird tug of war I'm going through in my spirit. And um, I kept hearing like the, the general and y'all know, oh, well, you know, Black Lives Matter is a, it's a it's a Marxist organization. This is that and the third. And I'm like, but I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about Black Lives Mattering. I'm not talking about no building. I'm talking about Black Lives Mattering. Lives. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. I understand it's not for everybody cool problem is though and mel knew about this um i was getting a lot of passive aggressive digs from the pulpit um it was like they're like talking about the um the protests that are going on and they're talking about oh well who's out there uh who i wonder if when people are out there if they're saying what god wants them to say or if they're saying what they want to say and i'm sitting there thinking to myself i'm like is he talking about me I'm the only one in here my, my, i'm talking thinking about my pastor i'm like is he talking about me i'm the only one that's in the streets and i'm like nah, nah my, i might just be overthinking it and then when I talked to a couple of people, of course, they hit me with that. Well, if you think he was talking to you, then clearly you felt convicted in your spirit. No. Um, I, I, no. So whatever. I'm saying prayed up because I'm loving on people out there. You know, I'm hugging. I'm, I'm hugging, hugging people during a freaking pandemic. I'm like mob deep with these folk. I when I say mob son, I'm shoulder to shoulder with broken people broken children okay i'm i'm hugging broken people children of god that are crying they're broken and they want to set a set a town on fire you know what i'm saying like they're 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 there with it i don't know what i'm doing out there you know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm i still don't know i'm god is moving me the holy spirit is navigating me through this i i still don't know what i'm doing every time somebody says you're so amazing. I say all of him, none of me. I don't want the credit because I seriously don't know what I'm doing. Um, so fast forward to July. Mel knows about this. Um, I'm coming back from like lunch with my chapter at the time. And, you know, I drop everybody off and I'm at the street light. I'm at the street right before I get to my house. Um, this guy pulls next to me with a Jesus fish um, stick, a Jesus fish on his like back bumper. You know what I mean? Um, and then it also has a Trump 2020 on there. Whatever. I'm not really, I don't really notice that until I notice that this dude's like yelling at me. So I'm listening to music. I roll my window down and he's 
screaming. I can't sugarcoat this. He's screaming nigger to me. And I mean hard R. I'm talking hard R. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I'm obviously pissed off. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say the cuss words, but I was like, hey, man, F off. Da, 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 da. I was freaking pissed, yo. Um, I'm freaking pissed. I'm irritated. And then, you know, he goes. And when I say he goes is because he's in the lane to go straight. I'm in the lane to take a left. For me, though, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Um, My turn signal was on left. But when that happened and he drove off, I was like, you know what? Bump this. And I was like, I'm going right. I'm going to go follow this dude. I'm really about to, like, tear into this cat. And then God tapped me on my shoulder and was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? Don't act like you didn't just see that. Like, don't act like you didn't just see what just happened. I'm like, you know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I'm like I said, I'm keeping I have this YouTube video on my channel that's already explained this. So this is just me just being transparent because there's a message in this. And um I'm like, I'm pissed off. I'm cussing at God. I'm keeping it a buck with y'all. I'm cussing God out. I'm like, this is effing BS. This is that and the third. God, I'm tired of turning the other cheek. I'm ready to start blocking the initial blow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready, ready to start head like headbutting people out here like i was furious i don't think i've ever been that mad in my life at this time and you know after i'm you know done dropping like a thousand f-bombs like i said i'm cussing at god like i said moment of transparency i'm cussing at god and once i finally calm down cool down my light turns green so i proceed to go to my house and god tells me um I called you to kill giants. I didn't call you to kill foxes. That was a fox. And that broke me, dude. When I say that broke me, like I started crying immediately. I was just like, holy crap. Like, what the F am I doing? You know what I mean? Um, Cause I'm the same guy that's saying Mr. Lee would love and everything like that. Y'all got Lee would love, or we're gonna kill each other. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm the same person that I'm hugging people from doing stupid stuff that they would regret. Um, that's me. You know what I mean? Like I was like the face of my state essentially at one point. Um, and I just felt so convicted. I was just like, oh my god, like I can't believe I was about to go there. You know what I mean? So I made a video. Um, I made a video kind of just you know sharing that moment with the internet like my followers and everything i'm just like you know i'm speaking to my black and brown brothers and sisters and i'm letting them know like yes i need y'all to understand that those that proclaim the name of jesus i need you to know that yes you have black skin or brown skin but you must not forget that you are a christian first you know what i mean and i explain and i i'm doing this with tears in my eyes and everything um and this was, um, this was, it was hard. So, like I said, I posted it. It's about like a 16 minute video. I might even post it in the comment section so y'all can find it yourselves. Um, but then I got a text message from my pastor the next day, early in the morning. 
not even a good morning, but a text message the next day from my pastor. It says, um, how did David kill Goliath? And I'm like, I didn't say what or anything. I was just like. With stones. Huh? Yeah. So he tells me like this, like, he tells me like, well, you know, David used an aerial attack. This is that and the third. He, it was never, this is never a war of flesh on flesh. It's spirit versus spirit. You know, the usual church knees that you hear, you know what I'm saying? Um, and. I was like, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, David was only called there because the Isra the Israelites needed David. <laughs> like, how do we always forget that part of the story? It's like David was there to free somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I didn't even like dignify that with a response. I was just like, thank you. I'll remember that. It's kind of the whole reason I made my video. I didn't say that part, but I was just like, okay. Um so I think like a week or so goes by and um, I get back from this um, protest I have in this town called Northeast, which is in Cecil County, which if you know Maryland, um, um, that's the most racist part of Maryland, pretty much. Like, I'm pretty sure they think, I'm pretty sure they think um, that the, that the, the, the confederacy won the civil war i'm pretty sure they actually think that i'm not even kidding um but i come back um from church i mean i come back from um i come back from this protest and i'm like oh cool i'm i'm gonna watch church so i'm watching church right and because we have the online services where'd it go no where'd it go do i have to upload it again i do have to upload it again um i found it cool so I'm watching church and like everything my pastor's saying once again he's like you know he's really drilling in that we need to seek god more than ever but then it gets to this part of the service build tabernacles and say let's stay here let's let jesus put fire on us and go out and start moving the kingdom of god forward once and for all let's not push everybody else's agenda let's not push black lives matter agenda donald trump's agenda or joe biden's agenda let's not push those what is the agenda of the christ what is the agenda of you? Don't tell me you're a Christian first and a man second. Don't tell me that and you not talk about anything but the kingdom. Everything that comes from your mouth ought to be the kingdom of God is like this. And the kingdom of God is like that. And the kingdom of God is like this. Don't tell me you're a Christian first and a man second. And the only thing you talk about is everything but his kingdom. You're a hypocrite. You're an imposter. You're not honest and you're not truthful. So, um, remember I told y'all I made a video after I got accosted, right? I'm going to say this because I feel like it's important. And for other, um, believers, other, um, other of my um kings and queens that are you know disciples of god Date that and, was you know, posted disciples of jesus christ and proclaim to walk the life that we're you know we stepped into and everything 
Um, I say this to say that I am I am a Christian first and a black man second, and it's um it's I don't think people know like the gravity of that and how emotionally exhausting that is. When has a white man ever had to say, I am a Christian first and a man second? Huh? Please let me know. I, I, Matt, TJ. No. No. Um. That, for me, was the last straw. <laughs> because I'm risking my life. Not only for people that look like me, for Christ's sake, but for people that don't look like me. Because I don't want people to look like me to go off and start killing people that look like Matt and look like TJ. I don't want my kids to grow up in this bull crap. I don't want to have to teach my kids that white people are evil. Because I myself don't believe that. But when I got... When I got... Build tabernacles and say, let's stay here. Let's let Jesus put fire on us and go out and start moving the kingdom of God forward once and for all. Let's not push everybody else's agenda. Let's not push Black Lives Matter agenda, Donald Trump's agenda. What is the agenda of you? Don't tell me you're a Christian first and a man second. Don't tell me that and you not talk about anything but the kingdom. You don't get to tell me how to work in the streets and how to advance the kingdom in the streets while you're on the sidewalk. You don't get to do that. I'm out here and I was out there in a pandemic, yo. Thousand deep. Shoulder to shoulder. Hugging people. Young to old, black to white. You know, I got, I got people that look like me that are calling me at two o'clock in the morning because people are getting lynched around here. I'm sorry. Suicide. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with legislators. I'm meeting with councilmen. I'm, I'm doing what I can. So I can, one, get the knees off of my people's necks, one, and two, that way I can, I can advance the kingdom, why I lead with love. And because 
I came against your kingdom. Sir. Because I became I came against your kingdom and your bias and actually read the Bible. And not just to be an intellect or a scholar of it, but read it and put it to work. We love to go to foreign countries and give give African children juice boxes and and and, and goldfish. But we won't even go down the street. No. No. We're waiting on a new word. It's in his word. So you don't get to criticize me from the sidewalks. You don't get to you get you don't get to call my people angry, but not acknowledging what we're angry about. Sir, no, so I had to move on because I couldn't breathe in there. I had to move on because I was being gaslighted in there because I, people think it's funny to run a track, a, a freaking truck through a sea of people, and that's funny, to prominent members of a church that's supposed to be my kingdom family. That's funny. We don't, you don't like when we're saying Black Lives Matter. You don't like when we're saying defund the police. You don't like when we're saying no justice, no peace. These are remixed versions of the songs that my ancestors have been singing from the fields. It's got a different beat to it. And this racism isn't new. The cameras are. And maybe because it ain't hit your doorstep yet. Well, I was in your county. Your county. Fighting for people that look like me. You don't get to say I took my eyes off God. When God is literally the only reason I went out there to begin with. So people have been asking me since like July, why did I leave? Because my life was not valued in there. I was just a kid with the cool shoes and the ponytail and made y'all laugh. And y'all give me the same opposition that Martin Luther King had to go through when y'all called him a communist. I'm more at peace now. I'm more in community now than I've ever been of my years of being a Christian. With freaking strangers I've met on the internet. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry it had to be this way. <laughs> Meaning, I'm sorry you let me down. But I don't put my faith in man. I put my faith in the manuscript. And I put it in God and God alone. <laughs> That's why when I tell people, I don't care to disappoint people that walked away from me already. Thank you everybody that was tuning in tonight. Please be respectful in the comments. Please continue to lead with love and love one another. We're in life or death situations right now. We're in life or death situations right now. So you're either doing something to sow seeds of love or you might as well sentence somebody to death. And be fruitful in everything that you do. Always remember you are beautiful, blessed, and beloved. <laughs>